Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Well, glory to God. I want you to know this. This message is going to be changing your life. Amen. So praise God. I want to get in this thing. And uh, I've been talking about this, this, this arena of substance of faith. And I know that it's going to help you. Amen. So this is what I want you to look at. I want you to look at, let's look at Hebrews 11.1 1 real quick. I've been talking about faith. And I want to talk to you about faith. Because I believe faith can change your world. Okay. And when we get in Hebrews 11.1, 1, you all know what it says. Now I've been on this se- season of faith. And I want to download this message in you because I believe it's really important. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. And through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the things which were seen were not made of things which do appear. Okay. Now I want you to understand this. So faith is the substance of things. Okay. I want you to pull that in. Okay. What we mean now faith is the what? Substance of things. Well, I, I got a question for you. If faith is the substance of things, what things are you looking at? Okay? What things are you looking at? Because you've got to understand something about this. If faith is the substance of things, you've got to ask yourself, what things am I looking at? Now, here's what I want you to know. Now, Romans 10.8 is where we kind of been really diving in and pu- pushing forward in this because we understand that agreement must be found in the heart and words need to be released with the mouth. Um, in Romans 10.8, it says the word is nigh thee. And I want you to look at Romans 10.8. I'm going to be teaching this to you because I really believe this, this message is going to change your life forever. It's true. It will. Okay. Now, what, the, what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That's the word of faith. So now we understand that the word, word of faith is not a movement. The word of faith is a, is a, is a doctrine of the church. Can you understand that? Word in my mouth and word in my heart must have agreement and connection. Okay? That if we confess, look at verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Remember, we've been here. It's Okay. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. That's full level agreement. So with the heart, right? See it? For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Okay? So these are the things. There's two parts of things I want you to look at. Things I need to be believing and things I need to be saying. Because faith is the substance of what? Things. What things? What do you mean things? What kind of things? Faith things. Word things. Okay? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope, hope needs to be in my heart and hope needs to be in my mouth. Faith. Now you say, oh, faith does. Let me tell you something right here now. It begins with hope. It ends in faith. Okay? It comes from the word of God. The word of God needs to be in your heart. The word of God needs to be in your mouth. Faith needs to be in your heart. Faith needs to be in your mouth. Hope needs to be in your heart. Hope needs to be in your mouth. Peace needs to be in your heart. Peace needs to be in your mouth. Come on. You got to see this. See, there's two places. For what the scripture says, whosoever believe in him shall not be ashamed. I like that, but look at verse 10. For what the heart man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made into salvation. And I want you to see this. This is very important. For what the heart man believes. Okay, I like that. So faith in the heart is the kingdom connection. You understand that? The kingdom connection means this. For the kingdom of heaven is within. Okay? How are you going to get the kingdom to come in the earth? You got to have faith in the heart that you release out of your mouth. And you release the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says you plant the heavens with your mouth. Well, where's the heavens? The heavens are inside of you, and the spiritual deposit of a heavenly condition on the inside of you, come on, somebody, is what you need to release through words 
so you could produce the outward manifestation in the earth. So if you really pull this in, the kingdom of heaven is within. The kingdom of heaven isn't in the sky. The kingdom of heaven isn't in the clouds. Now, there's probably a physical kingdom of heaven somewhere up there. I don't know where. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. But what I'm saying is the kingdom of heaven for you, know ye not your body is the temple of the living God. God's living in you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. How do I get the kingdom of heaven out of me? Through words. How do I do this? You know, through words. You know, I had somebody come to me not too long ago, and they said, do you remember you said this? And I said, what did I say? I don't know what I say. You know what I mean? I was like hoping they weren't offended. <laughs> right? They're like, do you remember when you said this? Uh, wait, let me think about that. What do you mean? Are you mad or are you happy? Are you happy or are you sad? Because if you're sad, no. I mean, I don't remember. I didn't remember positive or negative. And they said, you said this. And, and I was like, oh, did I? I probably did. I don't remember it. But they said, literally, we thought back, about because they're in the church now. They're like, you said this, and we're here, and we're a product of what you said. And I said, wow, I really, I really hope I believe in my words as much as I see what it's produced. Does that, now, that's a, that's a really good thought if you really pull this in. What do you mean that this is what I said in just passing, and this is what got produced because God watches over our word to perform it? Isn't that cool? How much should we value our words because your words are so valuable? But how many know you're limited by your words, and you could also release things because of words? So I started thinking about that. I was like, wow, man. Wow. You know what I mean? That's a really powerful idea. So what am I saying? The kingdom of heaven is internal, okay, inside, and we understand what, the, now watch this, the kingdom of heaven and right, the righteousness in the kingdom of heaven is this. It's God's way of doing things. That's his word, okay? So faith is the substance of things. That things are, those things are found in the word of God, okay? Now, faith for other stuff is found just by, you know, in a belief system over there. But faith for the things of God is found in the word of God. You see that? So watch this. So faith, come on, if faith for the things of God is found in the word of God, then when I find the word of God, I find the things that God said I can have and do. Now that's where the release starts coming in. So in my heart, come on, I what? I release kingdom responsibility in the earth that the earth must respond to through the word of God. That's why you got to have your mouth out there in the earth because that's how you plant it. You plant it in your life. That's James 3. Remember he says, he says it'll steer you like a rudder of the ship, like a bit in a bridle. What does that mean? That words have the power to put your life on track, positive or negatively. Why am I saying that? Because I want to show you something. I had this really, um, I had this real thought in my in my spirit that I wanted to connect with you, and um, it's going to be helpful. I just know this. So the word is nigh in in your mouth and in your heart. Okay, gotcha. So the words of my heart must agree with the words of my mouth, and the words of my mouth must agree with the word in my heart. So you got to have confirmation. That's where you get the kingdom connection. You have it in your mouth. The earth has to have a yes and an amen. See, every promise of God is yes and amen in your internal, but you got to speak it into the earth. That's why one of the greatest obstacles we have is speaking the word of God because everything is pushing against you not speaking the word of God, okay? So now watch this. You cannot talk defeat. Because if you do, you'll be defeated. You could be defeated by your own words. God, God, uh, God's word is pre-programmed. It'll get, now you got to start getting a word capacity for this. God's word is pre-programmed and this, it'll put you over in life. It'll produce the results God promised. It might not happen overnight, but I promise you this, you're going to get God's best if you start putting your best foot forward. 
Is that, you know what I mean? And, and I'm telling you, man, I think, it's, I think it's really, really important you really pull these things in um, because you're going to have to become a person that starts calling things that be not as though they were. You cannot be a call it as you see it kind of person. You got to be a calling things that be not as though they were kind of person. So there ain't going to be no harvest if you don't plant the right words. So you got to plant this stuff. You got to give it time. And God can't lie. So God's work's got to get done the way he said it's going to get done. So a lot of the problem is, is um, we don't understand the process of planting. Therefore, we don't understand the rules of reaping. The rules of reaping are, are put it in the ground, let it sit there, and then put a demand on it. Now, we could speed time up with faith. I, I'm a strong advocate in that. Time is not an element of like uh, chronological time. You know what I mean? God's time is now. So you could speed this whole process up with faith. You say, Pastor Chris, you think you can grow a tree in a day? Yeah, I do. Okay? But don't live, don't, don't get into all this stuff. Um, your time clock now is persuasion. Okay? Your tree maturing time is found in the power of how much you could be persuaded. And usually it's found in the value you place upon the word of God. So you really, um, in your persuasions, can prolong what God's trying to do in your life because you haven't come to a maximum acceptance of what you've heard. I really believe principle of seed is so um, connected to the level of agreement that you have when you hear it that it literally slows or speeds up the process of receiving. I, I, I can't, you can't really explain that. You have to just kind of catch that. Like, oh, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. I don't think it was in the planting as much as it was in the hearing. Does that make sense? Because we go, oh, some such as by the wayside. You know, that's Mark chapter 4. Hear the word, immediately receive gladness. But it says, but then some... They hear it. Look at this. Here, let's go. I got to show you this. Because when you see this, you're, this could change your life. I mean, that's why I'm like, I, sometimes I'm in a hurry. But where am I going? You know what I mean? Okay? Because this is big, man. This is good stuff. Um, and I, and I, think, I think one of the things about Mark chapter 4 that gets kind of like almost, um, kind of like almost um, challenging. I don't even know if that's the right word but is making sure that you understand um, good ground and understanding the rejection of what you hear is dangerous. Okay, so look at Mark chapter 420. Let's look at 420. Okay, and you understand things coming in. He talks about good ground. Okay, and these are they which are sown on good ground. Now, it's not the seed and it's not the soil as much as it's the, re this, the recipient. The soil is you and your reaction or exception or rejection of what you're getting ready to hear. So it's more about the recipient's response to the hearing of the word. And these are they which are sown on good ground. Okay, what's good ground? That means you heard it such as hear the word, hear, receive, and bring forth fruit. Some 30, some 60, some 100 So what do they do? What's good ground? They hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit. Now, now wait a minute now. Now, are all three of those, are all three of those responses connected to my ability? Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. You're, it's your responsibility to hear it. It's your responsibility to receive it. And I'm going to say something here. You're going to get challenged by this, but it's good. And it's your responsibility to bring forth fruit. Now, let me show you the bring forth fruit thing. The bring forth fruit thing is this. Well, how am I going to grow? You have to start instantly applying the word of God where you know it to be true in your life. So you're like, well, I know I'm supposed to forgive, but I don't know. No, bring forth fruit. I know I'm supposed to give, but I got reason. 
bring forth fruit. No, bring forth fruit. I know I'm supposed to pray, pray in the Holy Ghost, but I, you know, eh, eh, I don't know what I'm doing. Eh, no, bring forth fruit. I know I'm supposed, no, bring forth fruit. You got to do, now I say this, I'm going to tell you this. You never heard me talk like this. This is why this is a supernatural special service for you. Okay? Serious. I'm serious. Bring forth fruit is up to you, and this is what I like to say about this. You have to activate the word of God and the laws of God as far as you know. After that, God has got to take over. Because where I'm not, no, I don't know how, my, how in the world am I going to know everything. I don't know everything. But when the fundamental principles I know, you got to get good at doing what you know, so then God can help you be led in what you don't know. This is where people miss it all the time. They're like, I know that you got to get the basic 101s of response. Receive, hear it. You got to hear it. Receive it, bring forth fruit. Now I'm going to show you something here. He goes on to say, look, look at the 21 through 24 is going to make a whole lot of sense. Watch this. He said, hey, if you got a candle, he's explaining the parable of the seed still. If you got a candle, right, and you brought it to be, you get a candle and you stick it under a bushel, like it would be like, you get a basket and put it on top of a candle. No, it'll burn the thing. Or under a bed. No, it'll burn the thing. No, it's set on a candlestick so it can illuminate. He's saying, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. There's illumination. The word of God illuminates everything. Look what he says in verse 22. There is nothing hidden which shall not be manifested. Neither was anything kept secret but that which should come aboard. You see that? You can't keep secrets in the kingdom. Everything's coming to light, man. You know, like the people like try to keep like secrets. You know what I mean? Who like, keep a secret? It's coming out. If you don't, if I'm telling you right now, man, you ain't hiding nothing, man. The light's gonna shine and it's coming out, amen. If now watch this. If any man had ears to hear, let him hear. And that's all in context. Take heed. Look at twenty-four. Woo! And he said it in them. Take heed. What you hear and the measure you meet it shall be measured to you and more shall be given. He said, hey, take, take, pay close attention to when you hear the word of God. Because that's not everything. Because half the stuff you hear is stupid. And I hear, you know, you, what, oh, you care about what you heard on ESPN? No, you just, well, it's information. Great. Wonderful. Next. You know what I mean? You can't. No, that's not like take, take heed to the word of God. Hear it and apply it. Take heed what you hear. And the value system you put on what you hear is going to determine the value of what you say out of your mouth, how you see your life, how you see God, how you see the people around you. Your life is only as good a quality as your word value. Your life is only as good a quality as your word value. If you don't have the word of God as first and final priority, you're going to have a problem there, man. For your, he says, he'll give and take. So here's what I want you to see. You got to become a person of, think of this for a second. I got to receive what I hear. So where is the growth? Take heed what you hear. The measure you what? Respond to what you hear is what? The measure it should be given. So wait a minute, go slow. How much value do you put on what you hear? Well, when, okay. Watch this. Let me show you something. If you got, every one of us got a friend that tells fibs, right? They're a fibber. You know what I mean? That means they tell lies, right? How many of you all know you got that one friend that lies? Or you got that one dude you went to school with, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like the doubting Thomas, you got, you know, like, you know, you know, I don't know, Lucy the liar, I don't know, figure it out, right? You know, like, they just, they, ex they extend the truth a little bit too much. You know what I'm saying? Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Come on, somebody. You know what I mean? You probably go to church with one of them, you know, or something, or you got a friend like that, or somebody in the family, you know what I mean? They come over, you know, I remember 1963 when I was, you know, my God, we used to have to walk to school. I walked to school nine miles. <laughs> it's like them nine miles of school, bro. Yeah, I did. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got that family relative 
That joker lies. That one, 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 one kid in the family lied all their life. You know, our whole family knows. They're telling fibs, right? How do I get on this stuff? Right? So anyway, so, right, they, 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 you, they, okay. How much validity or how much do you confidently expect what lying people say to come to pass? You know what I'm saying? They're talking, you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Right? Now, how many have people, this is how God taught me this. Because he said, hey, when you're talking to Brother Norville, this is how God taught me this. I was in law of confession. I, pre- I preached law of confession at New Life, and, and Brother Norville sitting in the front row. I never forget his the live. He sat in the front row. And I said, I, I never, I could see his face right now today. I said, idle words are unemployed words. They have no destination. And he went like this. He started laughing. He put his hands in the air. He started laughing. Ha, ha, ha. He started laughing because he, like, he got a kick out of me saying, idle words are unemployed words. They don't have a destination, right? That's what I'm thinking. These people that lie, they got unemployed words. You ain't even taking them with a grain of salt. You're like, you're lying, dude. You are not even harvesting anything out of that conversation. Now watch this. And then God flipped the script. He said, okay, now when great men of God are speaking to you, how much value do you put on it? I said, man, I'm hanging on it. Because Brother Norval that night was talking to me. He leaned over. I was eating a pastrami sandwich with him one day. He leaned over, and I was paying attention. I was locked in. He said, you, you got half my spirit on you. I said, yes, sir. He said, you got, you got half, you know what? You got half my spirit and half Brother Higgins. You got both of us in you. I said, yes, sir. I said, yes, sir. And we went back to go. I said, man, I said, something just happened. I don't know what just happened in that conference. Then we went back eating pastrami. I said, something just happened. And the Lord told me, he goes, I'm telling you, man, you got to pay attention to this stuff. This is the stuff you learn. After, after, while he was talking about this sandwich, God's like, that's why you pay attention. I can't give you stuff I'm trying to give you because you don't pay attention. I said, what, what in the heaven? You don't pay attention. I can't, I can't give you stuff I'm trying to give you because you don't pay attention. You go to church, you don't pay attention. I said, man, I repented, man. I'm not paying attention. What am I missing? You make you miss moments like that. You got blessed. You'll step in that in your life. Man, I didn't know how to do this stuff. See what I'm you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? I don't know. What did that mean? I have no idea to this day what he said meant. I just received it. You understand what I'm talking about? I was like, you say it, I got it. If I step in it today, tomorrow, what why? It's the same thing with the word of God. The other day, I'm sitting in the office, and I'll not share with you. You know, I got a revelation of this. Remember when Paul said he went to the third heavens, he seen something in heaven he wasn't supposed to tell nobody about? I've been there, bro. God gave me a revelation. I will not even share it. I'm not sharing it with nobody. Because I said, I don't even know. God said, you, you seal it in your heart. That's for you. I said, okay, yes, sir. And I got, it changed my life. What if I wasn't paying attention? Oh, you know, just the Bible. This book's a lie, bro. You got to let this thing feed your spirit. And then there's always that bunny trail, you know, like it was this. And what he spoke to me was personal. It wasn't like a revelation. I would never hold revelation back for you. It was personal for me. He took me on this little trail. He said, this thing opened the light. Light comes in. He said, light. If light came in this room, this place be so bright, you wouldn't be able to see how good a tan I got. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? It's true though. Because why? The more light you see. Now watch why I'm saying this. Well, wait a minute now. Is it about how much time it takes to grow? No. No. It takes how much time you're willing to be 100% convinced of what you hear. So just say it. Got it. Believe it, I receive it. You see it? You got to be, it's Romans 4. Go to Romans 4. You got to see this. 
Romans 4. Because y'all know I'm going there. I'm going to Romans 4, 17. Anyway, you look at it. Because God will quicken it to the dead and call, call those things that be not as they were is in here. Okay? But I like 16 because 16 starts explaining faith before he even gets in there. I think 16, we leave out too much. And I don't think Romans 4, 16. Now, you need to read a whole chapter. But my God in heaven, I can't read the whole Bible to you. I ain't got that kind of time. Therefore, it is of faith. Now, you see, now he's talking about faith. In Romans 16, he goes, see, everybody knows 17. Call those things that be not as though they were. And everybody goes, oh, quicken the dead. And then we talk about, and the just shall live by faith. I understand all that. And we understand Abraham now being dead. We're going to get there. But let's start with 16 and put it together. Because once you read 16, it makes the whole thing make sense. Therefore, it is of faith. Okay, great. What is of faith? That it might be by grace. Oh, I got it. Faith and grace working together. See what I'm saying? Therefore, it is of faith, right? You see, 16, 17, 18. Romans 4, 16 will change your life. Therefore, it is of faith. Now, watch what happens. You take faith, okay? Then you say, I accept, and you tap into grace. And now grace goes, I've accomplished everything that, boom, redemption is given me. So God's redemption plan was bringing man back to an Eden-like condition. Gotcha. Grace was the plan of God. He laid it all up. Now, all you got to do is believe. Abraham came in the earth to give you and me a place to get faith. We hear the word of God and accept it. And now we have access by grace into redemption, everything Jesus got on the cross. So by faith through grace were you saved. Okay, what does that mean? That means grace did it, I just believed it. That's why you cannot get works over here. Well, watch me work for it. Man, if you work for anything, God owes it to you. I ain't working for nothing. I'm just receiving it all. It's too good to be, it's, too, it's true, but it's too good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you would say, it's too good to be true. No, it's true and it's too good. It's true and it's too good, but guess what? I ain't going to screw the whole thing up. You know, you get over here, like, really, no praise be God. I'm going to mess it all up because, you know, don't do it. Don't mess it all up. You mess it all. You add in components and you're messing it all up. Come on, man. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by Grace. Okay. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Hmm. Okay. Not to that which only of the law, but also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So I see it. He said, don't mess it up. Just put it in its right place. Don't start. You know, because what happens is you start twisting all these men, oh, I think, don't, no, don't think, read and believe, okay? It's from the promise of the seed that I received because of Abraham's faith. Got you. See, he's explaining, which is of the faith of Abraham. I got the faith of Abraham when I got born again. The faith of Abraham made me part of the seed. The seed gets the faith, the grace, the blessing, the place, all of it. Now, here is how the seed responds. Oh, my God in heaven. Here is how seed people respond. Whoa! Did you get that? Well, you, I am an heir according to the seed because Abraham became the father of us all through faith. So how do seed people respond? Well, they respond like God. Might be sure to own the seed. That's us. We're the seed of Abraham. And if you're a seed, you're an heir according to the promise. That's Galatians 3. Don't go there. As it is written, I'm showing you how to do this. As what is written? I have made what was written about Abraham. You just got to find out what's been written about you. Now watch this. Kingdom connection is found in a heart agreement and mouth confession. So that's what happens. You find, now let me show you something here. 
you find what was written about you. Amen? Okay? Now let me show you something here. This is good stuff. You find what was written about you, and you find agreement in the heart. Faith come by hearing. So you hear it. You read it. You find it. You receive it. And then you get agreement. Okay, got it. And then you release with your mouth to get activation and confirming in the earth about what's been written about you. Okay? Now watch this. Then you're going to say, well, there's some area that the Word of God, absolutely. You're going to get so good at working the Word of God principles, you're going to start saying stuff over there that you ain't even going to have. Now let me say this very carefully. You are not going to have scriptural verbiage but you're going to have scriptural access. Now, let me show you what I mean. It's going to be connected through the life of God and the light of God. So you're going to say, hey, I got like, okay, God wants to prosper you and make you rich, right? So you're going to say, okay, you could say, hey, God wants to prosper you and make me rich, but you're going to go somewhere and you're going to go look for a job and there's going to be 10 jobs and that one job, you're going to be like, oh, I feel like that's my job. You're not going to have you're not going to have, per se, hey, go work for, you know, what, I don't know. Go work for NASA, for crying out loud. You know what I mean? In the Bible, you can't find it. So what are you going to do? You're going to go, I claim that one. That's my job. Come on, I believe I received that job out of all the other ten. How would you get that? Now, I'm going to get so good at doing the written word, I'm going to start walking in the spoken word. Woo! I'm going to get so good at doing the reading word, God's going to start writing some of the stuff I speak down. Oh, my God, he didn't just say that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I ain't taking it back. I ain't taking it back. I ain't taking it back. Did he, this joker, that joker just said, I'm talking about me, this joker right there said he's going to get so good at doing the written word and the spoken word, God's going to start writing his word down. You better believe it, baby. That's exactly what's going to happen. Because God, where I know the will of God, where I know the way of God, where I know the heart of God, I'm going to start speaking some stuff into existence, and God's going to go, yes and amen, I can go with that. Yes and amen, praise the Lord, I can create that. Yes and amen, I'm good with that. God's going to start writing down some of the stuff you've been saying and making it come to pass. Because my tongue is the pen of a ready writer, and I'm writing upon the tablet of my heart. I'm writing upon the canvas of heaven. I'm writing upon the earth. I'm what? Speaking words that are producing life. Ooh, now look at this. As it is written, I have made thee the father of many nations. Before him he even believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead. That means makes alive dead things. How in the heaven are you going to quicken the dead and you ain't even saying nothing? Well, there's some stuff ain't looking right. Who cares? Speak the word of God. You know what? God, re resurrect dead things replace dead things, renew dead things, or bring some living things in here. I don't know what you got to do. I, I'm not over the management of this thing. That's your, that's your decision. I'm over the words of this. All I got to manage is my mouth. If I manage my mouth, you'll manage my life. I don't know all the details. You go, you'd stay up all night long. You go half nuts trying to figure out how God's going to do this stuff. I'm not getting in there. I ain't jacking this all up like, how's God? I don't know how God's going to do it. How you know? I don't know what he's going to do. I don't want to know. Do you want to know? I don't even want to think about another minute. But I'm trying to show you the process can be sped up through faith. Faith, was, faith moves time. You know what I'm saying? You, you ever watch this? This is how I can prove it to you. Okay, watch. Which means faith moves time. Have you ever had something happen that should have took more time? Like, I went to go look for that, and it showed up. How'd you do that? Faith. You ever had, you ever had a bunch of, watch this. You ever, you ever had a seed show up? Somebody bless you financially? And you went, let's say, like, let's say right now. Say like right now, I, I, somebody give you a thousand bucks. Boom. How many hours you got to work for that? The seed you got, right? I don't know. How, how long does it take? Okay. Let's just say, like, let's just say, let's just be, Let's be, let's just be a little wild, okay? Let's say you make $100 an hour, okay? 
Well, if somebody walks up to you and gives you $1,000, I'm not a mathematician, but how many hours is that? 10, right? Right? So you're making $100 an hour, and somebody just walks up and goes, hey, here's a grand. You just went from no hours to 10 hours of labor. Did God just speed up time? Yes, he did. You ever get a promise to show up? Get a, get a $2 million building given to you. That, that should have took us 30 years as a church. But, ooh, somebody better get that. Come on, see what I'm saying? Come on, why not? See, God, God will speed up time because of faith. Yeah, he will. Ooh, you know what? Went from here to living in that. Living in here and living there. Boom, that would have that took 20 years. But God. Yeah. But you ain't noticing like that because you think, well, you know, praise be to God. No, no, no. I'm not saying you labor for it. You understand what I'm saying. How many years would it take you to be living in what you're living in, driving what you're driving, going where you're going, doing what you're doing, receiving what you're receiving? God speeds up time with faith. Amen? Who against, look at 18, Romans 14. Who against hope believed in hope. Now, hope comes from the word. That he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall that seed be. According to what? To that which was spoken. Well, what was spoken? So shall that seed be. What do you get when you speak what he said? Yeah. See, faith, now this is a big one, right? Some of this stuff, faith is developing inside of you, but it's got to get out of you. And you don't realize you might be limiting your life by the words of your mouth. And being not weak in faith, considered not his own body now dead. So weak faith considers situations and circumstances. See, consider. Now, I'm going to get a little fancy with you here because you need it. Okay. Well, Pastor, what is considered Kind of like really, kind of like, you know, you ever ask yourself, like, well, what do you mean considered? What does considered really mean? Well, glad you asked. Because this was a considering is uh, perception, observation, limitation. Um, the, the visual of the eye and the reason of the mind, okay? The visual of the eye and the reason of the mind. If you start going there with faith, you're in trouble. So he did not allow what he saw, you see it, and what he perceived to hold him back. That's what weak faith does. It, it looks through eyes. I see it don't look good. It looks like giants in land. Oh, my God. And what? Proceeds in the head. How's God going to do this? My body's now 100. I'm 100. She, she's all shot out. We shot out. <laughs> He's like, man. Woo! Considered not his own body dead. He didn't have, he didn't have, he didn't have the mojo left no more. You know, he didn't have, he, he, he's done. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> he lost. He, he, I got to stop, man. You can feel it's going to go downhill from here. I got, <laughs> I got man, Pastor Porter the one time, man. <laughs> oh, my God, that's my buddy right there. I don't want to go there. You know what I'm saying? Let's just leave it alone. Let's just leave it alone. You get the picture, okay? Y'all get the picture. All right, let's leave it alone, leave it alone. He was now 100 years dead. Woo! We had a good old time, didn't we, though? Come on, somebody. Somebody give me a name, man. Somebody give me a name. Hey, Abraham was in trouble. Let's just put it like this. Abraham. <laughs> I can picture Abraham dancing around the house like. He didn't have no Al Green playing in the back. <laughs> he, uh, Abraham's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But he didn't look at what he could do. God waited till the man was, is impossible. And she's a hundred. My God in heaven. Sarah like He's all shot out, right? And he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Now, you got to understand this. Staggered. What do you mean staggered? Well, it means this. 
Did you withdraw? Separate thoroughly? How could this be? You know, no more reason. Differ? Same where we get doubt from. Didn't discern it any other way. Didn't judge it any other way. Was impartial anyway. Didn't doubt. Woo! He didn't discriminate. That's one of the words in there. Come on, somebody. He didn't withdraw from it. He didn't, he didn't oppose through strife or hostility. Yeah, you better get it, right? But what did he do? Through unbelief, because unbelief staggers and comes up with reason and perception, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. I don't know what you say. You're going to say, well, I know what you say. And being fully persuaded. Now, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. Full persuasion was the proof producer of what God can do and how fast he can do it. Woo, I never said that. I never said that a day in my life. He, did you hear what I just said? He said, he, I don't even remember what I said. You're gonna have to go back and spin this tape. No, I remember. I have, I have the mind of Christ that will come back to me, right? And I was like, I can't get off what you said the, over there, over there, you know what I mean? <laughs> ah, carry out. Woo, God can completely carry out and accomplish Surely what he said he can do. He was a proof producer. Now you got to understand something about this. What he promised he was able to perform or do. Now what do you mean fully persuaded? Until you become fully persuaded about what God said he can do. Full persuasion produces results. Now you're going to say, well, it's growing. Nah, you ain't persuaded. Oh, my God in heaven. I don't believe he just said that. No, you're not persuaded. When you're persuaded, it'll develop. Done. See, this ain't about no tree growing in you. This ain't about no, ooh, I got to grow like a piece of fruit. Nah, this is about are you fully persuaded yet? Have you answered every reason in doubt? You don't believe it? Look at Abraham. Go look at the stars, boy. Go outside and look at the stars, Abraham. How do I know this is going to be? Go look at the stars. How do I know this can happen? Don't you know who I am? Don't you know what I can do? Don't you remember what I said? Abraham's leading in the land. He leaves Ur of the Chaldees. He's walking through there. He don't even say, he ain't even talking right. He ain't even getting it right. He's messing it all up. Why? He didn't have a persuasion yet. But when Genesis 17 showed up and El Shaddai hit him in the head, he's the God. What do you mean El Shaddai? Woo, El Shaddai. What does that mean? The God of the impossible. He can do it, but you got to call him that. See, he can call, oh, I call God Jehovah Jireh. Yeah, well, until he puts some money in your pocket, you ain't call him Jehovah nothing. Then once he shows up, you go, oh, now I know who that is. When he shows up as El Shaddai, you go, oh, now I know who he is. See, this is what I'm saying. You got to get to a place of internal revelation and confession to see God as he is in the situation you're in. Now, I'm going to read this to you because, see, you got to have full persuasion. Woo! See, that's a big one right there. Full persuasion. Right? Now, look, look at this. Uh, yeah, because that's Genesis got him. That's why, you know what he did, man? He went and got him to go back to what he was. And he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. Well, where in heaven was that spoken? Genesis 12 and 12. Well, 12, 1. 12, 1 and 2 makes sense. Right? Mm. He said, leave your kindred, leave your land, leave your tribe, leave it all. I'm going to go and make you a great nation. Genesis 12, 2, he says, I will make a great, you could go look at that, go look at that. I will make a great nation of you, I'll bless thee, and I'll make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Okay? Abraham was 75 years old in verse 4. That's what they say. I don't know. I'm, I'm close. He had a promise for 24 years. He didn't have a manifestation of nothing. But God told him, fear not, I am an exceedingly great reward. Right? So he had to hang on and become fully persuaded. Woo! 
That's what I'm saying. Abraham is 99 years old. He had a promise for 24 years. I'm going to say, I never said this day in my life. Was he waiting on the promise? Or was the promise waiting on his confession? Calling those things that be not as other were. Yeah, I'll, I'll prove it to you. Right? What happened when the angel showed up? Joseph said, what? He said, what do you, what do you want me to do with this kid? He said, how can, I, how can this be? He said, stick him on mute. This joker is going to undo everything with his mouth that I'm trying to get done in the earth. Call him John. Uh, what? Boom, autopilot. Why? Because your words will undo what God's trying to do in your life. He said, stop calling yourself what you want to call yourself and make yourself call yourself what I called you to be. Woo, God changed his name to Abraham. Why? Because until you start calling you what I want you to call you, you might just start calling yourself something different than I called you to be. My God in heaven, say it again, preacher. Preach it. Until you start calling yourself what God wrote about you, you probably live less than what God said you are. Don't you go there. In other words, God said, as far as I'm concerned, I've already made you the father of many nations. I just need to hear you say it out of your mouth. Woo! My word is out of my mouth. When are you going to put it out of yours? Get it in your mouth. You got to get fully persuaded. Once you settle that, it's done. I tell you what, God, I really believe this in my heart, man. I'm going to pray for you. God is going to super, I'm being serious, man. I'm feeling anointing. God is going to supernaturally give you revelation in this. Like, man, I'm fully persuaded. I'm going to put such a value on the word of God that I am not going to back up on what I know he said I am. Right? Then Abraham be like, I'm the father of many nations. I'm the father of many nations. My name's Abraham. I'm the father of many nations. Yeah, every time he came out of his mouth, God was making him confirm what he tried to put in his heart. Man, that's good. Right? Did you get that? He's trying to get it to come out of his mouth. So here's the key. The word is nigh thee in your mouth and in your heart. You have to start training yourself today. To only allow what God has written in, it, written in his word, okay, to get in your heart and only come out of your mouth. You'll get so good at it that you'll get the, train, the training process will go from, I read it in the Bible, I put it in my heart, I spoke it out of my mouth. I read it in the Bible, I put it in my heart, I spoke it out of my mouth. I read it in the Bible, I put it in my heart, I spoke it out of my mouth. That you're going to get so good when I read it in the Bible, you're going to become safe where you could bypass the having to read it in the Bible. Now let me explain that. You're going to be saying some stuff that is outside of what's been written but gives you access because of what has been written. And now you're going to have stuff in your heart. You speak out of your mouth. Mark 11, 23 and 20. Whosoever shall say unto that mountain, be thou removed, speaking of stuff, that what? Believe in thine heart and confess with thy mouth, thou shalt be saved. Or what? Whosoever shall say unto that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says comes out of his mouth. He shall have whatsoever he says. I'm paraphrasing what I'm saying. You're going to get so good to only speak what's in your heart and only what? Keep in your heart what's in your mouth. You're going to get so good at doing this, you're only going to speak what's in your heart. And that means this, you ain't going to confess no lack. You're not going to confess. You ain't got to sit there and be oh, I can't afford. You ain't going to say, I can't, you can't afford. Where's the Bible say that you can't say that? No, you know this, if I'm blessed, see, everything that that seed of that word connects me to, you're not going to mess up with your mouth. I can't afford. Be quiet. Who said you can't afford that? If you're rich, you can afford everything. See what I'm saying? So that's why that don't come out of my mouth, because I got the seed rich in me. See it? Oh, I don't feel. Be quiet. I don't live by what I feel. 
Whereas the Bible doesn't say nothing about this. That's why they say, oh, you guys are confession cops. No, we're confession people because I don't want to get a harvest of junk. See it? By his stripes I'm healed. I ain't confessing nothing negative about the healing. Why? Because I'm healed of the Lord and I say so. You got it? My God in heaven, you better run with it. Woo! You better run with this word. This word will change your life. We're on this we're on this word, and I want to impart to you what I was feeling. That anointing came on me. It's coming back. I believe that some of you today are going to take a maximized leap of faith beyond the growing side of this thing, meaning like, oh, you know, it's a tree and it's growing. Now, I'm going to speed this full persuasion opportunity into motion, and I'm just going to be persuaded 100%. I ain't going to have no reason, no uh, lack of agreement. I'm just going to fully persuade myself that what God said he's going to do, and I'm not going to miss the moment. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person listening at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, for allowing their faith to go to a place of no limitation, giving them the spirit of God without measure, giving them supernatural access and ability, and allowing them to go further than ever before in the arena of faith and in the place they need to go. Father, I thank you for blessing them. I thank you for keeping them. I thank you for revealing to them. And I thank you for giving them everything you've wanted to give them, connected to faith, so they could produce everything they need in their life. Thank you, Father, for blessing them and keeping them all the days of their life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Well, praise the Lord, guys. I am so honored and so happy I get to come to you. I can't wait to see you soon. And remember this. If you just keep hearing the word of God, valuing what you hear, accepting it as truth, and saying what God says, you're going to change your future forever. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.